Open your Bible in Romans, our summer text. Romans 5. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 to 5. Listen to the word of the Lord. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Let's pray. Father, we need you in this moment. Please give him the grace to share your word and make your name known among us. That's my prayer in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Please may be seated. After many years preaching Portuguese, now I have a challenge to preach in English. But I promise you I will do my best for be understandable with this accent. But don't worry, we have elders can help me during this process. Have you, have, you, have you heard anyone saying this expression, leave me alone? Or please give me a break or get off my back? Of course, these expressions in some situations might have different meanings. But in general, these words are saying, give me peace, please. Indeed, every single person in this world seeks peace in their own way. But the question is, what kind of peace? Peace of heart and mind. This is what they are looking for. Even the nations want peace. And they created an international institution for that. You know that? The UN. The United Nations. And you know what the main purpose? The United Nations is an international organization committed to maintain international peace and security. But I think they are not doing a good job, right? So we shouldn't think that even though currently we are not experiencing war in our country, neighborhood, family, that doesn't mean the war is not happening now. Human perception can be easily deceived by sin. But let me tell you this. That is, right now, an ongoing war happening right now. That is invisible to our eyes. This war happens every single day. That is, sinners who offend, hate, and are against God. 
and his will. Therefore, the wrath of God is upon them. Look what the Bible says in Romans chapter 1, verse, verse 18. The wrath of God, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Many people try to avoid this biblical truth, seeking to create in their own way of making deal with God. This is a kind of agreement of peace to quiet the soul through good deeds. That agreement will be just an attempt to make compensation for a restless soul that tries to heal itself in a wrong way. But the person will only find rest when he finds true peace. So doing this, those people just show us to everybody that they have no idea the road, the man wrote that this problem is sin. No one would find celestial peace through his own attitudes or by his works. The truth is there is nothing we can do about it because, because nobody on earth can solve this problem. There is no one among who there is no one among men who can make peace between God and us. Jesus Christ is the only one able to justify the ungodly, bringing heavenly peace to his people and giving to them many benefits. St. Augustine once said, you made, it, made, you made us for yourself, and our hearts find no peace until they rest in you. In Romans chapter 5, from verse 1 to 5, Paul presents us with the blessings that are given only to those who have been justified by faith. Let, let me read again the verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, before talk about the first bless, it is important to talk briefly about justification. Even though the test does not focus on the justification, but on the benefits of or the result from the justification. Being justified means that God declared you just before him because of the merits of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ lived the perfect life. And his perfect obedience, he made a perfect sacrifice. And all of these deeds were accepted by God, the Father, who raised him from the dead. Jesus Christ satisfied God's righteousness. For this reason, he can justify the ungodly. Paul often used this expression, therefore, this, this, which means conclusion, as a nice transition to bring an explanation what has been explained in the previous chapter, chapter 4, when he brought the example of Abraham, 
And it was with him, Abraham, who was justified by faith. So, believers, we are justified by faith. Then all those who believe in Jesus Christ will participate in the benefits of the righteousness of Jesus. The doctrine of justification teaches us that the life of Jesus Christ, perfect obedience, sacrifice, death, and resurrection is freely given to everyone who believes in him. In other words, the righteousness of Christ is imputed, you know, to his covenant people. Notice this. We are not righteous by nature. On the contrary, we are sinners by nature. Because of Christ, we are treated as righteous through the righteousness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because of Him, we are accepted before God. When our, when, when our Heavenly Father sees His people, He no longer sees you and me, but He sees the justice of Christ in us. After being declared righteous before God through Christ Jesus, we are blessed with many benefits. And the first blessing that God brings us is peace with God. The Bible says we have peace with God. And let me tell you this. In this time, it is hard, especially in these days, to understand that we were enemies of God. When we bring this topic, people usually to get fearful or even doubtful. Because some of them say, this is not possible. I'm, I, I am enemy of God. I, I'm a good person. Plus, God is love. How can a God of love can be war with me? I can I help people. I always pay my tax. And I'm sure God is happy with me, with my performance. Of course, they will never say this, but in their hearts they think in that way. When, you, when we, we do not understand how evil we sin and how this offends the holiness of God, we will keep believing that our own works are good and acceptable before God. But what, look at the Bible says about this topic in Isaiah 6 4. We all have become like one. Who is unclean. And all of our righteous deeds. Are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf. And our iniquities. Like the wind. Take us away. Why is that? Because we. Sinned against God. And we were dead. In our trespasses and sins. For those who are spiritually dead, they are, their only inclination is to sin and to live a life of disobedience to God. In other words, they are against God. 
They don't, they don't walk according to the God's will. They don't walk according to the God's will. The Bible calls them children of wrath. To harm. The Bible calls them, the, the Bible shows us the reason because they love darkness rather than the light. Because, because their works are evil. They are in position of constant rebellion against God. Therefore, there is no peace between God and them. But the good news is that God sent His only begotten Son, Christ Jesus. He came and made the peace. He reconciliated us with God. Today, there is a relationship between God and His people who are in Christ Jesus. Those who confessed that Jesus is the Lord and believed in their hearts will enjoy this benefit of justification, that is, peace with God. There is no longer war against God. We can be confident of this. There is no war because we have Christ Jesus, brothers and sisters. There is no judgment because we are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation because we are in Christ Jesus. All this is because out of Christ, God is judge. But in Christ, God is Father. Out of Christ, the face of God are against us. But in Christ, we have received His love. Out of Christ, we are at war. But in Christ Jesus, we have peace with God forever. Now, in peace with our Heavenly Father, we might have access into this grace. Let's read the verse 2, the chapter 5. The Bible says, Through Him, all things are through Jesus. We have also obtained access by, by faith into this grace, in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. I have been learning English for, five, for six years. It's a challenge. In my first steps as an English learner, I could understand the difference between can and may. If I, if I wrong, teach me. As you know, can and may express ability and possibility, right? There is a short story that shows us which Situation we can use can and may. Have you remember that story? The professor and the student, and the student asked to pr the professor, "Can I go to the breath to the bathroom?" And the teacher says, "Yes, you can, but you may not." When we talk about spiritual things, eternal salvation, forgiveness, reconciliation with God. Being a partaker of spiritual things and countless other blessings. Let me tell you this. We cannot, we cannot receive these blessings by ourselves. We may not have access 
to those by ourselves as well. Neither we can go to God by ourselves, not even desire to obey His commands. Why not? Because the Bible says none is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside together. They have become worthless. No one does good. Not even one. But remember Jesus. He brought us. He brought us. To a new position. Before God. And now we are. A state of grace. What I mean by that is. We are in a new position before God as beloved children. We have been accepted in, in the beloved. We are steadfast in grace. Notice this. We are not holding this grace. But this grace is holding us by the power of God. Make sense? Thank you. Because of this amazing grace, we might have access to God. When, we, when the Bible uses the expression, this grace, many people use, uh, they believe that Paul talks about the justification. However, this grace means the ability through Christ to have access to God. Remember what the, the, the Bible said in Hebrews 10. And the Bible said, Therefore, brothers, since we have the confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and the living way that he opened it for, for us through the curtain that is through his flesh. This is, this is incredible, brothers. I said in Portuguese. Brothers, this is incredible. We can talk to God through Christ Jesus. That's why he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now in Christ Jesus, everything is different. Through Jesus, we have access to the Father. Remember when Adam and Eve, they were in the Garden of Eden. They were privileged to talk, to have access to God. God talked to them and they could talk to God. But once they sinned against God, they were cast out. But now, we have been brought back into the presence of God because of Jesus Christ. Remember, remember these brothers and sisters. We, we can pray to the Father through Jesus Christ. We can listen His, his word. We can listen his, his talk to us. For our, He can listen. We can listen to our Heavenly Father through the Scriptures. Because, notice this. God speaks to us through the Scripture. And only the children of God... Who have been redeemed by the sacrifice of Christ Jesus. Can hear the voice of the good shepherd through the scripture. Brothers and sisters. Many times we have not taken advantage of this privilege. Of our new position in Christ. 
we have enjoyed very little of this privilege. It is important to understand as us justified, now we live before the face of God. So we need to be aware that we have the great, the great and unique privilege of having access to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Have you enjoyed this benefit in your Christian life? Let's read the part B from the verse 2, when the Paul said, After access by faith into this grace, in which we stand and we rejoice the hope of the glory of God. Why do we stand? Because we are strengthened by this grace and the hope that we have in God. However, it's necessary to distinguish between the hope that many people usually to talk and the hope of the Bible that the believer stands. For instance, have you heard someone say, I hope that next year everything's going to be different. I hope that things can get better. I hope, I hope, I hope. It is not wrong to think in that way, right? However, these examples that I have mentioned depend on various circumstances. But the truth is, most of them will never change. And instead, it, go, it can go from bad to worse. But the hope that the Bible speaks is firm and true. Our hope rests in God, in the glory of God. Remember, one day, all inhabitants of the earth will witness the glory of God. Every single person will witness the glory of God. The glory of God is something untouchable. Belongs only to Him. Only He is worthy to be glorified. His glory is non-transferable. His glory, His glory is unique. His glory is incomparable. And His glory is inevitable. And one day, before the name of Jesus, every knee shall down before Shall, but shall, should bow in heaven and earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of the, to the glory of God the Father. For this reason we stand, and not only that, but we might rejoice in it. We rejoice not only because we have, not because we have received many earthly blessings. But we do rejoice mainly because we have received countless heavenly blessings. Believers, we have an unshakable hope. Why is that? Again, our hope rests in God. In light of that, we can wait for our Lord God during the difficult time. Look at what the Bible said in, in Isaiah. For an old no one has heard or perceived by ear. No eyes has seen a God besides you who acts for those who wait for him. 
His words are faithful and everything he said in his word he has fulfilled. But there is more. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. There's no amen, right? We, we, we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. The, this doesn't mean that we like suffering, right? We don't like suffering. But what's the Bible saying here? We might understand in two ways. First, the suffering or tribulation that we have experienced do not compare with the glory that will be revealed to the children of God. Second, there is a divine purpose even in the midst of the Christian suffering. Indeed, we don't like suffering, but the truth is we are going to suffer. Of course, some more intensely than others, but we are going to suffer. If you are suffering now, have strength. Take courage. Jesus overcame the world. And for those who might not suffering now, get ready. Suffering is coming. Suffering is inherent in the Christian life. In the verse 3, Paul shows a sequence saying that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces patience, patience produces hope. Can you see a sense of progress in Paul's Paul words? We, can, we, may, we might ask, why do we suffer? First, because we live in a fallen world. Full of sins and sinners. For this reason, we suffer. Second, Although we have been saved by Christ and no longer live in sin, our way of living in this world is diametrically opposite to what this world holds. The world loves darkness. The world hates Christ. Remember the words of Jesus when he said, A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecute me, they will also persecute you. As a child of God, we want to please God and live for his glory because we were created to glorify God and enjoy him forever. This standard of the living presents itself as an enemy to this world. Look what the, pipe, what, what the Paul spoke to Timothy. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. And again, I know we don't like suffering. But allow me to say to you this. Suffering is often one of the God's tools to teach us the path of humility, submission, and teach us to depend on God 
day by day. I end this point with this statement. God does nothing without purpose. For everything under the heaven has a purpose. Because our God rules heaven and earth and all the inhabitants of the earth are under the decree of God. When we understand this process, we might go through and we will be able to say, it is good to me, it is good for me that I was afflicted. That I might learn your statutes. Verse, verse 5. Let me read that. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts. Through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. What a privilege. What a honor honor we are loved by God and the Holy Spirit dwells in us it's a gift from God to all who have been justified by faith the Holy Spirit is the, is the one who grants us the insurance of our salvation the Holy Spirit is the one who strengthens and sustains sustains us in our Christian walk. He's our helper. He's the one who, he's the one we were sealed. Thus showing that we are his own possession and through him the love of God is poured out in our hearts. The love of God that we have received from him give us also the ability remember can and may ability to love God as well. We can love God now. Because the Holy Spirit has been poured out the love of God in our heart. Let us remember the words of Jesus when he says in the Gospel of John. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him. And we will come to him and make our home in him. It's not a house. My home. And you know the difference house and home, right? I'll get there. Remember. The test says that all of this will not bring us dis discouragement or shame. You can say, why not? Because the love of God dwells in the life of him or her who was justified by Christ Jesus. Remember that we should receive we should have received the wrath of God. You understand this? We should have received the wrath of God. Because we had offended God's holiness. Sinned against God. And we were God's enemies. But on, on the contrary. On that cross. At that day, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, received God's wrath in our place. So that, so that today we might receive the love of God. 
Brothers and sisters, our confidence in Christ Jesus and his love will strengthen us. Therefore, our hope is our hope in Jesus will never put us to shame. Because our hope again is based is based on God's love for us. We will suffer, yes. We will cry. We will cry, yes. And yes, one day we will die. But in the end, remember this, in the end, when Jesus Christ returns, our suffering will turn into exaltation. Our crying will turn into rejoicing full of joy and glory. And there, there will be no more death. For the old things had passed away. And all things have become new. Never forget this. We have peace with God. We have access to this grace. God's love has been poured out into our hearts by the presence of the Holy Spirit. This is our hope. This is our peace. Let's pray. Our Father who art in heaven, keep our eyes fixed on Jesus Christ until this mortal life is ended and all that is earthly returns to dust. Please, my Lord, give us strength to serve you faithfully until the promised day of resurrection. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.